Hey guys, hope you're well. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rami. I'm going to talk about being real and being real on social media today and how I've learned and what my journey's been like. Now, I've got to be frank with you guys talking about being real and I'm going to be really real with you guys. Before March 2020, correct? Yeah, March 2020, I understood zero about social media. Yeah, I'm lying. I'm not, I'm not being real either. I understood Facebook. Didn't know how to post but it was something I had. My, my mate created an account for me. So I would scroll through, through Facebook and always have a look and have a look at what's going on and blah, blah, blah. Now, we don't need to talk about the event that happened during 2020, but it was something obviously, you know, we all know what happened with the pandemic, but it forced me, okay? It forced me to learn about social media. And my back was up against the wall and I had no way of... I guess it's not that I had no way. I looked for a quick way to get my business on its feet. So I looked around in my office and the things that I quickly had access to and what people were, the younger generation in my office had access to the social media. And I remember clearly speaking to one of the young girls in the office and saying, because every now and then when I was on Facebook, I would see my mate go live. And I even remember his name. His name is Hanny. He would be on his boat and he would hit live and he would show us the water. And I went, wow, what a technology. You know, he's actually, he's fishing right now, this guy, you know. And he's the only guy that I remember out of all my friends that would go live. So when the pandemic hit our, our country in Australia, I wanted to go out to the people and I wanted to advertise. I wanted to market. I wanted to, I, I knew I had to, try and reach the people because my business as it stood was no longer current because I had a full dining business and I had the idea of changing it. I worked out that I need to change it to takeaway and delivery, but then how do I do it quickly? How do I tell everyone that we're a takeaway and delivery business? So looking around and, uh, you know, looking around at my young people, I remember I went to one of them and I said, listen, you know, um, social media, we got a we got a big following uh. That's right, because just previous to the to the pandemic, someone told me we've got a blue tick. And I was like they're like, Oh no, no, they gave it to Rochez. It's like it's good, it's mad. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, cool. So I heard it. Did I get excited about it? Did I follow up? Did I do anything? No. So I knew that we had a bit of um what do you call it? A little bit of presence on social media. And uh, marketing, previous marketing manager used to do like a post. He used to take a picture of something and post it. So I'll take a picture of a meal and post it. Now I'm talking like I'm a social media expert, but I didn't have a clue what that meant back then. Anyhow, so what happened was that platform, the social media thing, became the only way for me to communicate to, the, to my consumers while they were in lockdown. And I was able to change my business from takeaway, from 100% dining to takeaway and delivery. And I quickly was forced to learn about the social media world very, very quickly. And I learned there was LinkedIn, there was um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, and how I learned that different ages go on different platforms. I learned, you know, like, you know, they put you up the top and they put you down the bottom and it depends what you do and all this sort of stuff. But anyhow, call it an accident. Call it an accident. I don't, nothing is accidental, by the way. Nothing is accidental, but call it, it was an accident the day my very first post on social media. And by the way, you could all jump on the, yeah, i got my own platform, but you could also see it on the Rochez platform. And the very first thing I felt as a leader, it was my responsibility to go out there and speak. And I'm a very ca- camera shy person. You know, when I say camera shy, there's no way I was going in front of a camera. 
But I guess the panic that day where I had to go out and speak to my consumers, I felt like I had to do it myself. And I remember standing in front of this camera after speaking to my young lady and saying, yep, we could do live. I said, just do live. Don't worry. Because I wanted to put myself under pressure as well. I said, do live. And we went on Facebook and Instagram that day. And what I did was I went on there unprepared. Obviously prepared in my head, but I went on there unprepared. I just said, listen, guys, you know the Rochets? Well, it's a Rochets, a brand, in case you're listening to me for the first time. It's a brand up and down the East Coast. We have 30 restaurants, dining restaurants. So I was, I straight away went out there and go, you know Rochets that you love to come and eat at with your family? Well, guess what? We're still open. But we're no longer a dining business. Now we're a takeaway and delivery business. And I'll say it here confidently if you're listening to it on, the, on, your, on your device. But the thing was, when I said it then, and I, when I look back at it, my voice was shaking. My hands were trembling. My eyes were looking down. I had a hunchback. It was. It looked like a little kid who, like, you know, <laughs> who was asked to stand up in front of assembly for the first time. It was scary. And I didn't realize, even so, there was a fight. I was in a fight or flight sort of mode. So I was, I was out there to do it, but I saw the fear. But what happened to that, and call this accidental, I started obviously really paying attention because that became the only way I could keep my business alive. I've got more, more than a thousand staff up and down the East Coast. I can't go to every restaurant and do marketing in each individual restaurant. My marketing manager walked out on me. People walked out on me. People didn't want to come to work. There was a pandemic going on. So a lot of things fell on my shoulders. So what happened with the discovery, the accidental discovery was, and what I quickly learned was that the fact that I was raw, the fact that I was shaking, the fact that I was real, the fact that people saw what my intention was. And my intention wasn't Rami to keep his business alive. I mean, that was one of them. But the intention was, and it was as, you know, you, know, I could, you could believe me or not, the, the voice will say it all. My intention was not to lose a staff member. My intention was to continue running my business. My intention was to continue feeding and working for the people who come in and eat with us, like the, the customers, the consumers, and that came across. You can't act that. So from that very video, I started following, from that video I started posting more and more and every day I would go on there and talk about different things and creating specials without going too far and it started feeding people, started starting promoting and feeding people for free and doing all this sort of stuff. But it all came from a good place. It all came from a reason. I mean, we all know, whoever was living during that time, it was just, it was a time where, yeah, in a lot of us thought it was the end of the world. So it was a time to be, not to say I'm not a bad person, but it was a time, you know, I'll be frank, it's a time when I turned to my religion really strong. It was a time when I, you know, started paying extra attention to my family. If, you know, not to say I wasn't paying attention, but it was a really a time where I think we all, if we just reflect a little bit, it was a time when we all went, God, what is important in life? Have we lost sight of what's important? And what happened with that was that came across in the camera, yeah? And I started discovering that people started seeing that because what people started doing was started commenting, man, you're so real. Man, you're so that. You're so that. And then people would come to head office just to say hello and to make sure that I was okay. We all have demons, right? And the demons in my head was what I was saying on, on the social media was, People that know me and I speak English, so I wasn't explaining myself well. I was um, jumping my word. I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't saying the English worked correctly. The grammar was wrong. A bit like this podcast probably right now. <laughs> but nevertheless, I worked out that real is good. 
And furthermore, I'm just going to give you quickly another one too. What we did was I always felt like every day once I started learning more and more about social media, so I don't lose the audience. I started becoming a bit of a performer if you quickly ask. I quickly became a Russell Crowe. Um, what I did was I realized that people are going to want more and more. Yeah, sure, they're listening to Rami and the humbleness and what he's saying and what he's telling about his story. But I realized we've got a kitchen, we've got a restaurant in our business. So we've got a restaurant in my head office. So I, was, I thought, hang on a second, I could take this to the next level now. How about I show them how we start cooking our food? And again, it wasn't time to prepare. We were going through a pandemic. There was minimum staff. We had to do things quickly. So I would say to, the, to my two camera girls, let's go, we're going in the kitchen. And we wouldn't prepare the kitchen. It would just be real. So I'd open the make table and it will be like, I don't know, there'll be something there that doesn't belong in the make table, you know, and people will see us move it. When I say a make table, it's a refrigeration that we put all our, our products in. Everything became real. Do you get what I mean? And every now and then we'll be cooking live, so not to go too fast in the story, so I'll cook something and it would go wrong. And I realised whatever went wrong got more traction, got more love from the viewers. And then the penny dropped. And I realised... The more real you are with people, the more people are going to connect with you. Because nobody's perfect. Nothing is perfect. You know? And at the time, I thought it was social media. It was, sorry, at the time, I thought the pandemic people, and I remember walking around the start, walking around the, maybe it is too, but I remember walking around the office telling people, hey guys, you know what? People want to see real today. I think the world has changed. People are more in touch with what's going on they're, they're more about the important thing they don't want flashy stuff they don't want to you know they don't want to see you know some watch that's you know shiny and this and that and they know after they wear it for two days it's not going to be shiny or shiny shoes and it's gonna people want real people want to see what the what their shoes maybe i'm going down the wrong wrong example but they want to see what it really looks like after they wear it once not when they pick it up from the shop so i don't know if that's a good example or not but you're following along so i discovered about being realness and now, this is the part that I want to hopefully be able to share with my viewers right now and my listeners and be able to also um, confirm to them why realness is the way to go. When I, be, when I got up in COVID-19 or when it started and I was real, you could say, and now when I look back, it's 12 months on, 11 months on, I could look back. And I could say, oh, you know, and I said it, I think, early on in my podcast, uh, you know, I was forced to be real. I was real. I was that. Let me tell you something right now. You can't all of a sudden become a certain person. You can't all of a sudden wake up and become a different person. Your business can't all of a sudden tomorrow become a different business. That's not the way life is. We all know that. We all know that's not the way it works. So then the penny dropped, as I said, and I started reflecting. Because what started happening also during COVID was, as I told you early on, is I started looking at my business as a brand new business. It was no longer a dining, sure, same brand, selling similar food, but it was no longer a dining. For those in the industry, understand the massive difference between a dining business, a, a dining business, and a takeaway and delivery business. So, to put it into perspective, think of your local restaurant and think of Domino's. How much? How, how different are they? That's to put it into perspective. Yeah, tables, chairs, customers walking in and out, toilets. You could just. I'll let your your mind wander. So back to my point about being real, that's when the penny, again, when I say the penny dropped, I don't know why I'm using that saying, but anyway, I'm sticking to it. I realized that our business has been real for over 23 years. And we, were, we had been forced to be real, whether we were, I think we always were real, but I thought more and more about it. And I thought more and more what grew our business. What grew our business was our consumer become our consumer, our customer, if you like, our guest become our friends. 
our customers in our first restaurant didn't just walk in and grab a table and chair. They would grab a table and chair and then they would walk in the back, say hello to Angelo the chef, say hello to the wash-up guy, go to the coffee machine, say hello to the coffee machine lady, you know, and if we didn't serve them quick enough, they went and got their, their drink from the back. You see how real we were? You see how we learned how to be real, how the origin of the business became so real? And you see how we treated our business? So you can say I wake up during COVID all of a sudden and I was real in front of the camera. We showed, no, 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 no. It was, it was in our blood. It was already what we were for. Realness always existed in our business. Now going back to social media and how, and how the realness, how it paid off during COVID-19. Like what I said, people started trusting our product. People started seeing good in our product. People started seeing that we were real. So now, if I want to go back a little bit, this is what social media allowed me to do or allowed our business to do. The same way, and I want you to reflect that and put it in your business now. The same way, I just told a small story about the first restaurant, we made everyone our friend. Remember what I said? They walked into the kitchen and said hello to the chef. They went and helped themselves to a drink. They said hello to the coffee person. You, know, you see? They, oh, one more thing I want to add, which I didn't tell the last story. They used to hang out with us after work to help us pack up the chairs and tables. Because you, if you remember in the days, you had to put your chairs and tables. A lot of cafes and restaurants used to put them outside on a footpath, right? You get a footpath permit. So look how engaged and look how much they were a part of the business. Now what social media did, which I did not know about 12 months ago, if I had, maybe I would have continued. And social media has been around now for what, 10 years? I, 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 don't, I don't know. But social media now, all of a sudden, I was able to do, all of a sudden, I was able to run my business the same way I ran it and grew it back in 98. Only on a bigger scale. Only on a bigger scale. I was, open to open, I was able to open the doors, open our social media platform, and show people exactly how we make our decisions how we come up with recipes, how we, you know, come up with specials. And we started being creative. One thing led to another. And now when I think back, what were the things that were stopping me from going to social media? Why didn't I go to social media early? I'll be honest with you guys. And this is what it's all about. It's all about being real, right? So it's no good not being honest. I didn't understand IT. I didn't understand social media. I barely knew how to turn my phone on and off. That was a fear of mine. Another one was, there was no way I was standing in front of the camera to talk to anyone. Number five, I became afraid. Because my business grew so much and it changed, at a smaller stage, I could see how people were reacting to the business so I can adjust if they saw things that wasn't right because it was all about the customer. But now the business has grown. It's got more than a 1,000 staff. It's over three states. It's over, you know, it's massive. You know, I can't... So I started becoming afraid. And the reason why I became afraid, one was putting my head out there, I guess, or you know, saying, I'm Rami, I'm the founder, speaking to people, worried about how I'm going to come across. And number two, I was afraid that what we're doing, the consumer is not going to like. Maybe the consumer was, didn't like, I don't know, how we wore gloves. I, I don't know. Or this is, like, again, being real. I don't know. What, what did the consumer, the way we cook our steaks, the specialized way that we cook our steaks, the specialized, maybe the consumer, I felt, didn't like that. Maybe I felt the consumer didn't like, I don't know, how we packaged it. I, I, I don't know what my demons were. But I had demons, yeah? I was afraid. 
I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid of not giving the consumer the right thing. I was afraid of what the consumer would say. I was afraid of a lot of stuff. So I can say I didn't know about social media. Maybe I deliberately suppressed it. Maybe I deliberately pushed it away. Because in saying that, again, and being real and being honest, I've got a mate who continuously said to me, Rami, you have to go on social media. It will change your business. I got two ears. I was listening to him. But for whatever reason, I didn't want to listen to it. For whatever reason, I wanted to block it out. And I asked the listeners, how many of you are not doing social media today? How many? Because you're afraid of social media. You're afraid to put yourself out there because you don't know how to use it, okay? And I don't know what other two, but let me focus on them two. One is if you don't know how to use it, trust me, jump on YouTube. There is no person worse at, social, at um, what do you call it, gadgets and phones and, and iPads and all that than me. But believe me, go on YouTube. We all know the YouTube. Find out how to post. Find out about um, Instagram. Find out about social media. Find out about that. I promise you, you will not go to sleep until you understand it all. That's how simple it is. Those people who have created those platforms have created it for brains like Rami's. You don't have to have gone to uni. It's very, very simple. Now that I understand social media, my eight-year-old daughter, Aliyah, is all over it. She's got it worked out. So if, if anyone older is listening to this podcast, I'll say go to your young kids. They'll help you. No, they have it covered. And to the young guys who haven't gone to it, you're, I don't need to tell you, you're all over. It's like social media now for the young generation is like, I don't know, like waking up and brushing your teeth. It's, it's whatever. And now that I do it, it's quite simple. So that's one. And the number two is the fear of putting out their content. Do not be afraid. Your content is king. Do not be afraid of being real. The fact that we stood there and we were real has paid back tenfolds. We cannot keep up. We have built a brand by accident now, you could say. Well, not by accident because we've been working on it for a long time. But even today as I speak right now, my CEO is in Melbourne looking for sites. We cannot find enough sites. Our business is growing at a rate that is ridiculous. Now I ask you, what's changed? We're selling the same product. we got the same service. We have the same restaurants. Everything is the same. I'll tell you what's changed. Social media. We have put ourselves, we have put ourselves out there. Some negatives have come out of it. You walk down the street with your kids and everybody goes, hey, Mr. Richays, Mr. Richays. And, and then I've got a responsibility now. I'm Mr. Richays whether I'm working or not. And everybody is a customer. And I look at everyone and smile at everyone. It doesn't matter what sort of mood I'm in. That's one of the negatives, I guess. But, I, but if you know Rami and once you get guys get to listen to more of my podcast, I think he loves, loves did I say he loves the spotlight? I think he loves it. So <laughs> that's another bonus. So I guess when I learned about the spotlight and now what it's done to my business, what it's done to my staff, the, what it's done to my operations, what it's done for the brand, all of a sudden my brand became so large that I've got people calling me, other CEOs that I would not have dreamt of speaking to. Yeah, And I'm talking about, I'm not going to embarrass them, I'm talking about CEOs of the biggest food companies there is around the country wanting to get and wanting to know how quickly we grew and what's happened. I'm sharing it with you guys right now. So to all the CEOs who are running off their, turning off their podcast now and running back to their marketing team, it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. We're one, one happy family. We're one happy family. And then I say to you, this is opportunity now. The difference is, and I found a big gap. And this big gap I would not have found had I not of 
how can I say it, got tired in the last three months, made a couple of mistakes and let go a little bit of social media. So what happened was I thought, yep, we're going in a great way. And this is, again, what confirms it. And I wanted to bring in an expert into our marketing. I wanted to bring an expert. An expert comes in. And of course, the expert from marketing comes in and wants to do it the way the world has been doing it for years and years and years. They want to go on radio. They want to go on TV. They want to do everything that a big organization, um, uh, what's, what's the word, uh, aspires to do. Have a great story. Tell a great story. Um, you know, talk about, you know, what's the latest thing that people are talking about um, in, in food? Um, uh, uh, paddock to plate. And all this sort of stuff and all these wonderful journeys that we want to talk about and all this sort of stuff. You know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And I encouraged it because it doesn't matter who you are in life. And if you don't believe that, then, then pack your bags now. If you don't think there's somebody out there that could do it better than you, then you're dreaming. And I wanted somebody to come in and help me and do it better than me. And I thought I had done it to the best that I could. So I wanted somebody to come in. And that new person that came in had the best intention and saw it and they're going, okay, Rami, you've done that. That's great. You and your team have done that. That is amazing. Now let me show you what the big enterprises do. Let me show you what the big corporations do. And they brought that in and they brought that knowledge into the business. But what I learnt was, and I wouldn't have learnt it had I not gone down that, down that, down that route, down that, down, that, down that lane if you like. I learned the intention was correct. And I, te- I learned there was nothing wrong with the way they're marketing. There's nothing wrong. 100%. And it's worked. It's worked for other brands. You can put a case study up and show how it's picked up a brand. How look, look where this brand started. And they did this marketing campaign. And they did this and this and this. And look where they are now. Look how, interna- look how they're international. Look how much their sales. Easy case study. Great. But I want you guys now to the listeners to think about this. That was great for the time. That was great for the time. And maybe it can still be done today. I'm not going to take that away from you guys. I'm not going to take that away from somebody who's doing it today. It can still be done today. But why not take the easy option? I'm sharing that with you guys today. Why not go to the platform that you could use for free? Social media. And you could go to at any time. And for those who advertise on TV and radio, understand that when you advertise on TV and radio, it's not easy. You have to go through a salesperson and then you have to go through approvals and then lawyers have to see it and they've got to tell you what time and what schedule and, oh, this is booked out. No, no, you can't have that time. Oh, and you can't have that time. And if you see the cost, you fall flat on your face as well. So yes, those big CEOs, those big corporates who aren't signing their own money, with all due respect, with all due respect to all of them, it's an easy decision. It's an easy decision. Oh, I've got to sign a million dollars here. Here you go. That's our budget. Our budget is 3.5%, 4% marketing. Still got, here's a million bucks. Easy. But what makes you better and what makes you see the world better, it's with your own dollars when you're playing with your own money. And that's why entrepreneurs end up, you know, I guess creating most entrepreneurs, not saying I am, these great entrepreneurs out there, follow me, follow somebody else. But entrepreneurs end up doing something special because they're dealing with their bucks and they're seeing things, they have to see things quicker. You see the advantage? They must see things quicker. They don't have the money. They don't have the same money to play with as other big corporations. They're forced to make things quicker. So my advice to anyone listening, 
to anyone who wants to make their brand bigger, whether it's their personal brand, whether it's their um, business, whatever it is, their, their charity, their um, government, whatever it is, whatever it is, jump onto social media and do not be afraid. I'll promise you, and I promise you it's an easy journey, and I promise you it will be nothing but an uphill journey. Uphill, that's not the correct word. You will see nothing but great results from that journey. I hope I've been able to answer and have lead people to, you know, to what it means to jump on social media and what it means to, 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 and the other thing that I just want to add on there is the difference about going onto social media, and that's a big thing, I don't know if I missed it in there, is you, the amount of content you could put out there is unlimited, unlimited, I'm, in case you thought it was the end of the podcast, it's not. So I'm going to continue. Sorry. If, don't, don't fall off. Don't fall off. In case you thought it was the end, I want, to, I want to share this with you guys. The other thing too is when you advertise on TV or radio or whatever it is, traditional marketing, you only get so much time because it is so expensive. So you have to tell a story within 30 seconds. You have to tell a story within 15 seconds. You see, you see how hard it is? You could never tell the tr- true story. And what happens is you end up paying... Thousands and thousands of dollars to um, people who are, what do you call them, not creators, what are they called, um, content writers, to try and put a story together in 30 seconds, okay, so the story makes sense, and usually it never does. Usually you have to look so deep into it, so they try and show you like a paddock to try and tell you they're fresh. You, know, you have to, like they try and play with your psychology. You no longer have to do that. You no longer have to do that now. All you have to do now is jump on your social be real. Tell people who you really are. Do not be afraid. Show them your worst thing. And you know what? If your worst isn't good enough, then maybe it's not as well. Don't think you're going to cheat people. And if you just think your worst is not good enough, but if you're just, if you've got self-doubt, that's different. And again, like what I said, if you're real with your customers, and again, if it's not good enough, your consumer will come back to you and tell you it's not real. There you go, guys. Be real, jump on your social media and hopefully you'll be able to grow your business to the next level.